Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Brand new banger. Banger. You're jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. Exclusive hot new mix. Let's go. 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 Hello and welcome, Podfix Nation. This is your mixtape for July of 2021. I'm your host, Christopher DeVos. So here at Podfix, we get hundreds, if not thousands of emails a month on various things from show suggestions to topic suggestions. We get criticisms, we get praise, we get hate, and we also get quite a few dick pics. We could really use a lot less dick pics but back to the emails uh, I thought we would read a couple today uh, so that you guys can hear them as well oh and by the way we do have the interns go through each and every one of the emails and right now we only have the male interns reading the emails so seriously knock it off with the dick pics here is one that was just recently sent to us from a, a Mr. and Mrs. H.A. Capenis. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Dear Podfix, I really like listening to all the shows on the network. I don't know if I have a favorite. There are so many to choose from, but I do have one complaint. There are no shows about poop, and more importantly, how to fling poop. You see... My friends and I like to get together on a Saturday night, usually when we are very hungry. Our favorite meal is marbles, if you can believe that. We like to gather around the old dining arena and fling marbles out, and then have a mad dash contest as to who can eat the most, only using our neck and mouth muscles. We can do this for hours, and when we are done, we like to lay back and listen to podcasts, with the Podfix Network shows being at the top of the list. Oh, well, thank you. However, we have found that there is very little content anywhere, not just your network, mind you, but literally anywhere on poop flinging, such as the sport of, the best techniques of, and or the lifestyle of. My friends and I are hoping that your network will be progressive enough to take this bold topic on. I'm sure we are not the only ones clamoring for some form of entertainment podcast involving poop and poop flinging, and there's none to be found. Thanks. Well, Mr. and Mrs. H.A. Capenis, I don't know if we can find a whole podcast whose topic is about poop flinging to join the network, but I have a segment from the award-winning podcast Varmints on the subject. Varmints Podcast is an educational comedy podcast that's all about animals, and it's hosted by Paul and Donna, who admittedly are not animal experts but do tons of research on the subjects they're talking about. So give this a little listen and see if it helps satisfy at least a little bit of that poop-flinging wants and needs you may have. Here is Varmints. So this was fun. I had a really great week looking up these guys because I realized how very little I actually knew about them. That's always really fun. Yeah, me too. I found out there's something really interesting. Hippos don't actually eat a lot when they're in the water. They, uh, hardly anything. 
They stay there to avoid the heat because their skin is super thin. And if they're out in the sun too long, it blisters and cracks. So mostly they oh, stay no. in the water all day to keep their skin moist and to avoid the heat of the sun. So when do they eat, you would ask? They eat a lot of edu- uh, vegetation off the riverbeds at night when it's cool. So they leave the river and they walk around in the land that sort of is beside the river. And they eat all their grass at night. They mostly just load up at night. So it's interesting. Right. And the ho- the roads that they make, you can always tell because they trample down the vegetation and they're called hippo roads. And they last for generations. The, you can see the roads all twisting around and stuff from the air. They're pretty amazing. So, yep, they just... That's pretty cool. Yeah, they hang out in the water because they don't want to get burned. They do bask <laughs> on the riverside and stuff and nap during the day, but they don't spend, you know, they have to go back in the water and make sure they stay pretty pretty cool. So they don't spend all day doing that. So When they come out on dry land... And forage, they each of them they eat right around a hundred pounds of grass every night. Mm-hmm. Massive animals, and they are they can digest that grass because they are pseudo ruminants. Now, I explained on our bison episode about how a ruminant's digestive system works, and the only real difference with hippos is that hippos do not regurgitate and chew their cud, so that's why they're pseudo ruminants. Mm-hmm. But when you eat that much grass, you're going to make a lot of poopies. Mm-hmm. So when hippos take a dump, it is an absolute spectacle. <laughs> Whether they are in the water or on dry land, once they start letting loose, their little tails will start flapping back and forth, and they will fling their poop absolutely everywhere. <laughs> I've seen this at the zoo. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Sometimes at the zoo, they'll have a warning sign that, that will say, you're in the zone where if a hippo backs up, you better, you better watch out. <laughs> and... Male hippos can, how do I word this? They can aim their urine stream. They have that sort of uh, control and dexterity. So they will actually, as they're pooping, they will aim their urine stream out behind them to further spread the poop. So if you are on the backside of a hippo anywhere, you're going to, you're going to get it. <laughs> You're in the splash zone. In the splash Oh, God. It's not a splash zone you want to be in. <laughs> they'll do this as close to the water surface as they possibly can. So if they're submerged, they'll kind of like put their face down and they'll do a, a periscope thing with their bee hole and they'll let loose right at the surface of the water. <laughs> their bee hole? <laughs> if they're on the land they'll go right down to the water's edge and do it now it's interesting because when they're doing that they're doing two things the first thing (laughs) i can't stop laughing are you laughing about the bee hole yes and the whole thing the whole thing they make a mess. It. Oh, I've seen it, and it's so funny. I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to stop laughing. Oh. Oh. They're actually doing two really important things when they're doing this. The first thing that they're doing is they're marking their territory. Because they have a really good sense of smell. <laughs> and the other thing they're doing is being hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And they're being hilarious. They're entertaining Donna. <laughs> 
But they're also transporting a huge amount, like literally tons of nutrients from the land down into the water. Um, biologists... <laughs> biologists... <laughs> Propeller. Yes. Oh. A propeller. Oh. I need to get a breath. Oh. <laughs> a propeller from their pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Paul. I don't You're think I ever made you laugh so much of this out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it's it's really important that they do this because they they found out biologists from UC Santa Barbara and Berkeley studied this and they they found that hippos are are transporting a large amount like literally tons of nutrients from the land down into the water. I would so imagine studied, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they studied the behavior and feeding patterns of a fish called a pangani barb, which is a commercially important group of fish in East Africa. Hundreds of tons of these things are harvested each year, and it's a key source of protein for human populations in the region. And they found that for at least part of the year, these fish rely on hippo dung for their nutritional needs. So, yeah, hippos help maintain Africa's ecosystems, and they keep fish sustainable, and they just entertain the living hell out of Donna by <laughs> flinging their poo everywhere. <laughs> Funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Our zoo doesn't have a warning sign. <laughs> I've seen pictures of warning signs on the internet, like "Don't stand here," or if you do stand here, you do do so at your own risk because the hippo the, the hippo will uh, back up and. Well, this is the West, and we expect people to be a little bit more uh, self-maintaining than that. So I suppose the zookeepers were just like. Are we going to put up a warning picture? Nah. <laughs> They'll learn. <laughs> well, I think most zoos here have several more la layers of protection between you and the hippo. There's usually <laughs> plexiglass or a fence or something where you're not going to... Yeah, you might just not be close enough here to actually be in the splash zone. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Our pachyderm area is really pretty nice, but uh, yeah, it, it is funny. I think I'm done laughing now, but I may start again if you start saying beehole again. <laughs> ah, poo propeller. <laughs> poo peller? But the poo preller. Poo preller, okay. Poo preller. <laughs> That's the best. All right, moving right into another one. To whoever is in charge over there, hi, let me introduce myself. I am Chef Regis Burge, and I've been a professional chef for well over 25 years. If there's one thing that really burns my griddle, it's the fact there are no podcasts anywhere on Side Dish Wars. I've tried all the major networks. I've tried Wondery. I've tried Maximum Fun. I've tried Smodcast. I've tried them all. Nothing. It's a shame people in your profession lack empathy in this area. I know it's not just your community, 
There's nothing on PBS, nothing on Netflix, nothing on the Peacock Network, nothing. Nowhere. I was hoping that your network might be interested in writing this wrong. I am prepared to donate in your name a $25 donation to the Side Dish War Veteran Fund. If you can bring me a show about any of the great side dish wars that have happened in the last 50 years. It can be the Great Vegetable War of 2015. It can be the devastating pasta conflict of the Middle East. I really don't care. I've enclosed a picture of the check and my dick just so you know this is real. Thank you. Signed, Regis. Well, once again, I don't have a whole podcast on that subject, but I do have a snippet from This Week Today on exactly that very thing you're seeking. This Week Today is hosted by Tofan Adam and brings you a brief look at the week, at this week in history, news, and entertainment. Hopefully, that will help. And also, you want to get a doctor to check out your penis there. It looks a little discolored. So... Moving on, here is This Week Today. Okay, Adam. By far, one of the things that has taken over the group more than anything else is the Great Potato Debate of 2018. As you mentioned, it was courtesy of Paul Choma of the Varmints Podcast. If, in case you missed it, and I'm not sure how you could, it was a series of polls to determine the official potato side dish of the Gravity Beard interns. Yeah. I don't think anyone, including Paul, thought it would catch on like it did. No, and I was really surprised and disappointed in a lot of people in the group. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll allow the results to speak for themselves. Now, one thing that I'm really glad about that I very much appreciate is anytime we kind of latch on to something in the group, we 100% of the time take it way too far. Yes, 100%. That's exactly what's happened, and it's had tremendous results. (laughs) Because in the course of discussing all of this, and it, that's the thing is it only just takes one little comment and it just it's like a forest fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a great analogy. Yes. And so Derek from The Wild Pitch, he threw in just a probably a throwaway comment. I think it, he would probably consider it. But he said, hey, it'd be great if, if we did a Ken Burns style documentary from the front lines of the potato war. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember the comments after that, but essentially it resulted in a few of us recording some letters home to family from the front lines of the Great Potato War. I love this group, man. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They're so fantastic. As these started coming in and I started producing them, I just became more and more excited to share them with everybody. So here we go. Can't wait to hear it. We're going to start with Derek, who came up with the very idea for this. Eleanor, since last I wrote, I have witnessed the demise of some fine potato dishes. Dishes that I dare say I loved. I fear for the safety of my French-style fried potatoes. Our crunchy tuba treat has come under heavy fire, and now the enemy has closed in on us. If I do not return, more not for me, but for the taste buds of weaker persons, for their mush has conquered the day. Your loyal husband, Derek. <laughs> so there's the first one that was great <laughs> i think that does a great job of of setting the tone yes here's the next one this one is from christopher devos of podcast 42 oh cool here's his letter home this is gonna be perfect my dearest beatrice 
It's been several days since we have seen the eyes of the enemy. In the meantime, the Sarge has me and the boys on sour cream duty. It beats bacon and chive duty, but it's still tedious. Damn this war, and damn the fryheads. Your brother, Christopher. P.S. My potato skins are running thin. Please send money. <laughs> wow. He completely nailed it. He absolutely did. Okay, Adam, are you ready for mine? Oh, yeah. Okay, here's my effort. Dearest father and dearest mother, I am writing you to inform you of my well-being. Conditions are harsh. It's been hotter than a frying pan on most days, like being in the very pits of hell. Additionally, the opposing side is coming at us with all their might. They seemingly will not give up until we declare French fries to be the superior potato form. But we have not lost our resolve. We continue to fight. We respond with continued attacks of scolding gravy and enormous pads of butter. <laughs> in the end, we will taste victory, and it will come with a slight garlic flavor. I hope to see you both very soon. Your brave son, Topher. <laughs> scalding gravy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so to be clear, you were for French fries, is that correct? No, I was for mashed potatoes. You are for the mashed? Okay. Mm-hmm. I absolutely was. Okay. Our next one is from Sarah Stapleton. Ooh, Sarah Hacks for that. Dear Henry, I hope this letter finds you well. Reports from the frontline cooks tell us supplies are running quite low. We are peeling as fast as we can and keeping the home fryers going. Hold fast, dearest Henry. We may be down now, but the baskets will rise again. The fries of the French are righteous and mighty. <laughs> All my love and ketchup. Wendy. <laughs> that was great. No. These are some solid entries, man. Jeez. They're really solid, man. Okay. Our next one is from Paul Choma, who, by the way, Paul was the first one to send his in. Oh, okay. My dearest Penelope, I received your letter yesterday. We shall leave here on no more than five hours rest with three days of our cooked mashed potato rations to go and fight those that would sup on French fries every evening. We expect to be engaged at any minute once we cross the line into Idaho. Captain Blake arrived yesterday with this letter in the bundle. Thanks, dear wife. The shoes do finely, as do the cans of brown and white gravies which I will share with my fellow brave soldiers. I have suffered very much from boils, but the camp medics keep treating them with mashed potato poultices, and I am getting better. My dearest wife, if this should be the last I write you, please do not mourn my loss. But rather know that I wait for thee, and we shall together dine on the finest mashed potatoes again in heaven. Kiss my little ones. God bless and preserve you, my darling wife. Your loving husband, Bartholomew. <laughs> Dude, his was so good. Like he just nailed like the cadence and diction of like you know, the shoes do finally. Like it's just so <laughs> perfect in Civil War. Plus Everybody did such a good job. Doesn't it kind of take you there? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, it really does. Yeah, this is brilliant. All right. The next one is from our friend Keith. Yes. 
dear Shireen, <laughs> this spud war is lasting longer than anyone could have anticipated. It appears our victory over the potato skins at Fort Applebee's <laughs> was a mere appetizer <laughs> for things to come. Generals Green and Saunders have declared that this week, today in fact, <laughs> we'll begin our march towards Idaho where the spuds are digging in under the direction of Colonel Hungry Jack Russell. <laughs> Fear not, my love. I feel victory will be ours. Our allies to the north are sending the legendary Admiral Putin with his fleet of gravy boats and his army of Kurds to our aid. I will write again when I can. Yours, Keith. That was awesome. He got some puns and play on words in there. That was great. And he worked in the title of our show. I know. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. All right. I love that Adam, guy. Yes. I have saved the best for last. Oh, and which one is that? That would be yours, sir. Oh, I thank you, dear friend. <laughs> yes. Yours is the only one I haven't played yet. Now, listen, all of them were fantastic. Those were really, really good. But you had a very, very good one. And here it is now. <laughs> thank you. Dearest family, it is with a heavy heart that I write this letter, as I do not think we'll make it home after this. Our brigade was surprised at the evening meal hour by a large number of soggy spuds that had crested the northernmost ridge, unnoticed by the night watchman. The mashed marauders took out the French fry fortress held by 100 brave soldiers, who died bravely in the service of opposing those who would see the end of the delicious fried side dish. <laughs> An intense battle ensued thereafter. We scooped and scooped and scooped, but the mashed potatoes would not be denied. We held out for three hours. It was terrible. French fry and mashed potato carnage was everywhere. They fought with gravy, skins, and sour cream, while we held with ketchup, seasonings, and happiness. When all hope was thought to be lost, at long last our reinforcements arrived. Our big 50-pound scoopers. We scooped and tossed and fought back. Victory was ours. The delicious, perfectly crispy French fries with spicy seasonings had repelled the bland and boring pile of smashed spuds. <laughs> Never again would the people have to settle for the standard side. Progress had been made. I was elated. But it was then that I realized I was waist deep in one last pile of mashed potatoes. And for me, there would be no escape. As I closed my eyes one final time, I will rest in the victory of the Superior Spud. The delicious, crispy French fry. I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Although, I had to say that to me, a little bit of the effect was lost when you have... Like Keith's baritone, like yeah. gloriously deep voice, and right. then followed by like my no low <laughs> EQ voice. Yeah, but but yours told quite a tale. <laughs> there were many good parts. There were two parts that stood out to me. One was we held out for three hours. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other part. Something like we fought back with ketchup, seasoning, and happiness. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Such magic moments. <laughs> but seriously, everybody deserves a huge round of applause. 
Oh, that was that was fantastic. So, uh, first of all, the fact that everyone took the time to do that, and everyone took the time to like adjust their accent, except for me. So that was a miss on my part. But everyone like tried an accent. They told a story that I I can't believe that. I'm like wiping my eyes. It's it was so so good. Doesn't that blow you away? Yeah, that was amazing, guys. These letters are fun, aren't they? Fun. A little odd, but. I'm, I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun, too. So this next one, Dear Chris, Keith, and Chad, I really enjoy Two Girls on a Bench, Always Never Write, and Mouse and Weens. It is great your network has so many women podcasters in an industry that seems dominated by men. All of these shows are wonderful and funny and informative, but what I'm really, truly looking for is a podcast that is hosted by women that are Canadian They're not afraid to move their heads back and forth and broadcast from their car. I know it's a little niche, but I'm really hoping that you guys can put together such a show. I would eternally be so grateful. Thank you, Didi. Well, Didi, I'm not sure how you missed it, but we already feature such a show. It's called I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam, and it fits all of your requests already. So, you know, you're welcome. I wish I could take credit for this, but they've been a part of this network a really long time, and I'm surprised you missed them when scrolling through the webpage because the shows are actually listed in alphabetical order, and you'd have to completely skip over them to get to Mouse and Weens, which you already know about, but whatever. So here is I Shake My Head with a bunch of highlights from several of their episodes. I go on Saturday to get my hair cut. Yes, because it looks like you need a shave. I need <laughs> something. I need something. Yeah, you have no hair to cut, oh, but that's yes. okay. I do too. I no, why? you don't. I eh? just. Oh my um, god, Lisa, stop. Samantha, we need to stop talking about hair. Oh, I know, right? People unsubscribe. Oh my god, we fell back into it. We, we fell suck. back in. I'm sorry. Oh you know my what? God. I, you know what? There's not a lot of excitement in my life, and and <laughs> and when it's a hair cutting week, I'm pretty damn pumped. So guess what, friends of the podcast, you're gonna have to just deal with it. <laughs> friends right? of the podcast, we know. Don't tell us. We already know. We're sorry. We will only talk about hair for another two minutes. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Set the timer. <laughs> Sunday morning, I had a little bit of spare time. So I decided, right, I gave in. And you know how there's all those commercials for Noom? Yes. I looked into Noom. Mm-hmm. I did the big questionnaire and I'm like, hey, it's getting really long. You're losing me. You're losing me. You're losing me. <laughs> because they claim it's all psychological, right? That's how they fix you. Right? Oh, okay. They cool. fix your they fix your mind, and I'm like, okay. Well, you know what? Nah, nobody's ever said that my mind is great, so it can be fixed. <laughs> so I'm doing it. I'm doing it, and then all of a sudden, they want me to pay. Oh, I don't. I'm not buying your food. <laughs> what am I paying for? Just your words on a on a computer screen? <laughs> Come on, Noom. Oh, we need to do God. better than that. Oh my God, seriously. I honestly think Noom is a cult. So, yeah, and they want that's your my money. thoughts. Yeah, and that wants want your, your money. money. Yeah, because I'm not buying their food. And I'm like, okay, you're just telling me this is all for my brain and, and I'm just going to read stuff. So, why do I got to buy that? So, you answer a questionnaire. Hopefully, you're doing it realistically or fairly truthfully. realistically, fairly well, truthfully. I mean, to be honest, 
given your track record of, of always lead with a lie first, right. how truthful were you? You know what question throws me is, is the lifestyle you lead. Is it sedentary? Oh. Well, I don't even know what that means, right? That sounds sedentary like a rock. Sedentary means you sit a lot. Well, everybody sits a lot. It's been COVID for the last two years, for Christ's <laughs> sake. So of course, we're sedentary, right? <laughs> God, like what, like what type of, you know, are you, are you super active? Well, would I be, would I be joining the Noom cult if I was super active? (laughs) Would I be, would I be worried about my muffin top if I was super active going to the gym five times a week? Probably not. Probably not. So I'm probably leaning a little bit more towards sedentary (laughs) with, with walking when I'm forced to. Oh my God. Right. With forced walking. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. But you know what else is fantastic? Tell me. They kicked Mr. Freezy to the curb. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Don't you dare start off with, you know what else is fantastic, to just drop that. Ever. That is all. Oh, oh, oh. You yes. did not. You took, you took personal offense to everybody that kicked Mr. I had Freezy. To, I had to stop replying. To the curb. I had to stop replying. Right? Because I'm like, you know what? I can't even type anymore through the tears. <laughs> right? How do I keep typing as I'm dabbing oh, my eyes? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody's favorite. Oh, it was good enough for you when you were like a kid. <laughs> but once we become an adult, no, nobody yeah. wants that. Nobody wants the little cut on the side of their mouth. Oh, no. just deal with it. And apparently in the States, they call them otter pops. Or is it a section of the states they call them otter pops? I don't oh, know. It was really it was a strange name. I don't know. You know what? To me, Samantha, it was right up there with the elf debacle. <laughs> it blew up like that elf, like elf did when we when when everybody all of a sudden hated elf. Yes, everybody did hate now elf. Now everybody hates a freezy. <laughs> It's just, except for my buddy Dwayne Wyant. Yes, freezies. I'm like, oh, hallelujah, thank you. Right? It's just ice. You're right. It's just ice that it's brings you joy. Ice. That brings you joy. Yeah. Hello, Samantha. Lisa. What the hell is happening with you? What? I'm looking at you. I look gonna, fabulous. Don't I, even say anything. Friends of the podcast, I got to paint the picture because you can't see her like I Don't can. paint the picture. I'm painting the picture. I'm painting the picture. She's looking good. She's looking good. I'm looking good. You're looking good. However, well, thank God. I got a. Can I mention? I got to mention. You got new glasses. Mm-hmm. You're wearing some new glasses, Samantha. Sexy specs. <laughs> That's not what you called them, Lisa. I didn't. I called them Harry Carey glasses. <laughs> if anybody knows who that is, you just got to Google it. Right? <laughs> That's all you got to do, right? Just You're so Google. rude. I'm You're so, so rude. I'm, I'm not that rude. It's just an observation. Really? Yeah. I like them. That's all that matters. You got to wear them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what I think. That's okay. Because the funny story, when I was looking for glasses, I was sending you pictures and I was sending John pictures. Uh And when I sent him the picture of me wearing these glasses, he thought it was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's not going to be great. (laughs) This is how strong of a woman you are, Samantha. You went with them anyways. They weren't my pick either. I'm like, mm, they seem really big. I'm afraid that they're too big for your face. And your boyfriend I, thought they were a joke, and you're like, and I'll take them. 
and I'll take them. These are the ones for sure. The ones nobody is is approving of. The ones everybody's kind of making a little fun of. These are the ones for me. That just means that I should get them. That's because that's how you roll, right? Yeah, that is how I roll. How you roll. Right? You don't care what others think. I ask for your opinion and do this. Do the total opposite. You ask for our opinion, and then it's like I think you make your decision before you. I even reply, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, you're like, you send four pictures, and you're like, which one? I'm like, oh, uh, like one and three, and you're like, really? Because I'm more two and four. I'm like, <laughs> not sure why I'm playing this game right now, but here, but here I am, on, and here on you bated go. breath, waiting for the next decision to be made. <laughs> Right? <laughs> you will not be, you will be needed, but not needed. Yeah, you, I, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm really, you are just, uh, you, it's, it's a friendship thing, right? Thou, sh- thou shalt ask the friend for their advice. Thou friend shall give it. That's and it I will never take it. <laughs> I knew that. I'm like, Mike's like, Mike's like, is she like, is she going to like really listen? I'm like, you, you know, Sam, right? I'm like, nope. She's not going to. I said, but nobody in their right mind goes to buy glasses without asking somebody what they think. Exactly. Right? Even though there's somebody there telling you what they think, but they yes. are thinking that everything is good. Yes. The other day, we're driving to work. Okay? We're driving in the little clown car. Mike's driving. Uh-huh. We're on, you know, one of the side streets from our place before we get to, like, the main roads. All of a sudden, he accelerates and swerves. Oh, my God. You did not just accelerate and swerve to hit a pigeon, did you? Oh, my goodness. We don't do that. We don't purposely try and kill animals. Oh, well, oh guess God. what, Samantha? When they are they are a social nuisance to society, they don't contribute. I'm like, oh, my God. They don't pay taxes, Mike. I'm like, you can't go around. You can't rev up and... Go to work. Well, he shouldn't be in the middle of the road, right? There's lots of trees. Why is he not in a tree? Shouldn't just be standing there. Oh, I am married to somebody who purposely tried to kill a pigeon with the car. He's like, I am not going to put our lives in jeopardy for that pigeon. That pigeon was not near us. We went to the pigeon. We went to the pigeon, Mike. You drove to the pigeon. And oh put your foot God. on the gas. He he needs help. Oh my God. He needs help. I was so angry. Oh He's my like, God. oh great, so now you're protecting the pigeons. Now you care about the pigeons. Oh. He's like, what's one less pigeon? No, we can't take <laughs> we can't take pigeon controlling the pigeon population into our con- we can't take that into our control. <laughs> that is not our job. Is not to do that. Oh my God. Right. I was so angry. I was so angry. He needs to calm down. Right? Seems a little extreme. Seems a little extreme. It does. Oh, my God. But you have to so pay attention to the due date on it. Really? Yes, because what happens is the watermelon that they cut up in cube is the end of the watermelon, the big watermelon life. Oh. Right? So you're getting it when it's on its way out. Well, and I don't think the watermelon when it came out last couple of months, not the best. I don't think we've seen the best watermelon yet. Well, because watermelon is typically only a summer fruit. Yeah. So if you're buying watermelon in like the spring or winter, you get what you get. You know what? I think that that's the problem is I think that um, 
that's the issue with the watermelon. I think we see it cut up the way that we like it because we both, that's how we appreciate our wall a watermelon already prepared by others. Yes. Right. <laughs> I like all things in prepared the grocery by store others. prepared by others. That's the way to do it. Right. If you're going to do it, like, let's be honest here. Right. If you're going to pick or choose as much as I love cooking and the boom baby bakery and cafe, if I can get it prepared by others, I still like that a little bit better. I love it way more. Right. Like, let's be serious. I think, but I think prepared by others means <laughs> it's prepared by others because we didn't want it to go bad and have to throw it away. So others are preparing it for you at the mm-hmm. end of its life cycle. At the end of its life cycle. So fruit has a life cycle. I think it has a life cycle. Yeah. I agree. Right. So when Mike buys, when he does the groceries and he buys our prepared by others watermelon, um, <laughs> I will have a bite. I can taste it right away. I'm like, mm. No. And then I look at the date. I'm like, oh, good. It's got one day left. Oh, gross. Right? It's got one day left and then it's dead. Yeah. You know. See, he doesn't look at dates. He doesn't look at dates. Ugh. He doesn't look at dates at all. Grody. I know. Um, but I'm going to buy a gardening kit. At the store, we have an exotic fruit gardening kit. And it grows a watermelon and a cantaloupe and then three other things I've never heard of before. And I'm going to grow it. I'm taking matters into my own hands. I'm growing my own watermelon. Don't. Yep. You are not. That's what I'm doing. I'm Don't. Growing my own. I'm growing my own. Mm-hmm. Where and where are you going to put said like watermelon? It comes to with. Grow? It comes in its little holder. It comes in a little cup that you plant it in. It's not going to stay in that little cup. Eh? I don't, then I don't know yet. I'm, I'm not there. You're going to have to find some soil and get it. It comes with planter. a little bit. Of, it comes with some soil. And some yeah. seeds. I think you should read the instructions before you start. start and it comes become... with a stick that says "water me," <laughs> right? So, so you know, right? It's like a it's like a kit for dummies. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. well, good luck. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. I I don't think I don't think in your wheelhouse, Lisa. Gardening is one of them. But uh, but you can't say that because I've never gardened. What if I am the best gardener in the world? Have you ever had plants? No, because I've never. Well, yeah. One time, remember you got me that bamboo, and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> you killed. It. I killed the. I killed the bamboo. You killed the bamboo. I killed the bamboo. The good luck bamboo. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that worked oh out well. And but nothing but good luck do, All you had to do was leave it in its container and add a little water now and again. Yeah. What type of week? It's been a highway to hell. <laughs> been that week you know why samantha because the 70 million hasn't been won yet no and have i you, need it to be won have you regurgitated it have you regurgitated our tickets we're we're back yeah more money you owe i got a tab for you i got a tab with mom too good right yeah right yeah you're not getting out of it right you're paying up i'll tell you that right I'm now. i'm doubling down but i'm not winning anything so no, I'm just we, like... we won nothing we didn't even win a free ticket so for friday Ugh. right i'll reinvest to put my money back in and, and, you'll, oh. and you'll owe half of it good lord but i'm so tired right because it's so busy because <laughs> right? everybody wants a ticket everybody wants a ticket everybody <laughs> canada's largest jackpot ever <sighs> Yes. Right? So crazy. And it's funny because, you know, I get that the Americans, America, that they have bigger ones and they get their Powerball and it's like huge, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? Ours ain't taxed. No. That 70 million goes in my pocket. (laughs) 
Thank you very much. Right? You win. Yeah. And you know, every time I see somebody who wins something and, and they're and they're shown on the TV, all I think is now people know who you are. Now people know who you are. And, and let's be honest, right? If we win 70 million, it comes to quote my husband, hassle, headaches, hassles, and horseshit comes along with that. Right? <laughs> headaches, hassles, and horseshit comes along with $70 million. Headache, hassles, hassles and, horseshit. and horseshit. Yeah. He wants no part that. of it. He wants no part of 70 million. And I'm thinking, guess what? Your name's not on the ticket, so don't worry. You've got no part of 70 million, actually. Oh, my God. Samantha does. Headaches, hassles, and horseshit. Headaches, hassles, and horseshit. Oh my God, leave it to your husband. I know, right? You know what I learned today? What? At work, I literally can't write anymore. I can't write. What do you mean? I can't write. All I need to, I write because I was filling out, I had to do some paperwork and I was writing. I had to sign my name. I can't write anymore. I don't write, I type everything. I write nothing. I can't hold the pen. I hold the pen for one second. It's like the world's biggest exercise because I'm like, ow, 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 right? Ow, right? Ouch. That That's not comfortable anymore. The pen does not fit into the grooves like it used to. No, because we'd hardly ever use a pen anymore. We hardly ever use a pen. And then I go to sign my name. I had to sign it two times. That's two completely different Lisa Gibsons right there. I'm like... Oh my God. If I was like oh in a court God. of law right now, they'd be like, which one is the real one? Good question. Good. Yeah. Right? I can't write. I wonder, friends of the podcast, anybody else not able to write anymore? <laughs> I feel like I need to take like a cursive course or something. <laughs> cursive for dummies, for adult Curs- dummies. Yes, because you forgot how to write. I forgot completely how to write. Well, and, everything's, and, everything's on your phone or it's on a laptop or whatever. Right. Like I know I'm, I'm the fastest thumb typer. Right, I'm double thumb type, boom, 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 super fast. But uh, when I got to write, oh, geez, it's not good. Oh my god, that is so funny. Yes, dear Canada, do you know we don't have summer donuts here? And why don't we? Why is there no summer donuts? We don't have summer donuts. Why can't we have a summer donut? Why can't we have a lemonade donut? Okay, I don't know if there's a Krispy Kreme in Canada, but if there is one, people, you're lucky. You're I don't lucky. think there is. I don't know. There isn't anything near us. No. But I feel that they would give Timmy's a run for their money. I think they'd kick Timmy's ass because they got summer donuts. They got summer donuts. Oh, and then they would have summer Timbits too. Right? Oh. But it wouldn't be a Timbit. It would be a Krispy Kreme donut hole. That's fine. It can be whatever. It can just be a bit. Just call it a hole. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? What where what is missing? The the big the big takeaway, Samantha, has to be the summer donut. Why we do we not have summer donuts? I think that's a bigger takeaway. You're oh my god, maybe right. we need to open up a summer donut food truck. <laughs> oh my god, maybe the Boo Baby Bakery needs to have summer donuts. Oh my god! And on Saturday mornings we can make them ourselves. <laughs> yes, yes we can. Yes, we can make our own donuts, mini donuts. You're doing this all by yourself. That's fine. I can be the. Do- I will be the donut maker at the Boom Baby Bakery. Oh my god! Yes, we can have donuts at this Boom Baby Bakery, and they'll be summer flavored from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. They're just only for two hours Saturday mornings because they're going to go fast. They're quick, right? We got other meals to make, right? We can't be just doing donuts all day. We got other meals to be making. 
right? There oh we go. I think summer donuts, Kate, okay, it's in there. Summer donuts being served at the Boom Mini, summer mini donuts. Oh, there's your twist. That's my twist. Because that's how we do it at the Boom Baby Bakery with a twist, right? All right. So here's the last email I'm going to read for today. To whom it may concern, I started listening to a podcast on your network about four podcasters who are lost in space, traveling from planet to planet in search of a way home. The planets had all some sort of pop culture theme. I can't remember the name of the podcast, and I'm too lazy to go to your website and look it up. I do remember that I think I'm on episode 42 of the show. I'm not sure... But the number 42 keeps popping into my head every time I try to remember the name of the program. Anyway, please send me the name of the show. And after I get caught up on this show, I plan on listening to another one of your fine shows. And then forgetting the name of that new show. And then emailing you guys again in search of the answers. And never taking the time to look it up for myself. P.S. Please find enclosed dick pic as a token of my appreciation. Thank you, Barney. Well, Barney, you're in luck because that happens to be a show that I'm on, and it's called Podcast 42, which would explain why the number keeps popping up in your head. I would highly recommend checking out the Podfix Network website as it's very well organized and will probably answer your question way quicker than sending an email and waiting for a mixtape episode, which only happens once a month. Also, no need for the dick pic. But here's a snippet from Podcast 42 from the Planet Sus episode. We're approaching Planet Sus. Oh, that was quick. It's been like four weeks. You know, time flies when you're studying engineering. Oh, my Lanta, what's happening? Oh, the distributor has been uncalibrated. Oh, no! Wait, should I be noting that? Like, is that bad? It's bad. Oh, no. I will definitely be noting that. The cockpit and engine room power needs to be converted. Like, converted to what? Catholicism? Judaism? Muslim? Hindu? Scientology? Probably not Scientology. True. I can't Xenu converting. Or anyone, for that matter. What's going on? Why are all the alarms sounding? Was it because you attempted a Scientology pun? I think the bigger question is, where are your pants and why do you wear Golden Girl boxer briefs to bed? I I don't wear pants to bed and you're lucky I'm wearing underwear. And to answer your second question, because my A-team ones are dirty. Fair enough. Can we uh, turn off the alarm? It's annoying, especially when you're driving in a car and listening to this. How do you know that? Just some unsolicited feedback I've received once or twice. Turning alarm off. So far, the ship has reported two failures. The distributor is uncalibrated, and the cockpit and engine rooms are converting religions. So we are losing them? Hey, is that me in the corner? (sighs) Actually, according to the monitor... We are rapidly losing power to the engine room and the cockpit. We just need to convert it from somewhere else, you know, less important. Yeah, like the beer room. You hush your dirty mouth! I just got a shipment of... Ooh. (laughs) (sighs) Never mind, we can convert it. (laughs) Mistillion River Brewing, it's their Space Otter, American Pale Ale, and let me just reach around Sabrina. Oh, there it is. It's also their Reach Around IPA. 
Like how I did that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kirk style, right? We're all clever. I reach around. Still not making out with you for full power. Have you tried these? No, I haven't tried it yet. I was getting over Sabrina shooting me down. <laughs> we can convert power from the holograph deck. The wiring needs to be fixed in the cargo bay. The toilet needs to be cleaned. Is that really important right now? Well, it hasn't been done in weeks. It's disgusting. I thought I'd bring it up since there's a task list being made. Is there a task list being made? Uh, yeah, I started one. Good. Add toilet cleaning to it. The breakers need to be reset in the electrical room. Adding it to the list. And the towels need to be picked up in the shower area. Got it. And someone needs to rewind the security tapes. Why? Because they have not been rewound in ages. Be kind. Rewind. So what we are implying here on this billion-dollar state-of-the-art spaceship is... The security system runs on VHS. It's actually real-to-real. And if we do all of this, the ship will be fixed? Uh, we're not sure, but we can start there. Perfect. What's on the list again? All right, we have to calibrate the distributor. The cockpit and engine room power needs converted. The wiring needs fixed in the cargo bay. The toilet needs cleaning. The breakers reset in the electrical room. The towels need to be picked up in the shower. And the security tapes need to be rewound. Anything else? Yes. One other thing. The fans need to be restarted in the ventilation room. Anything else? Yes. You probably need about 15 other crew members to help you out. You only have a limited amount of time before something really bad happens to the ship. So what is going to happen to the ship if we don't get it done? We don't know. Something really bad. That is bad. Gotcha. Say ship, by any chance, did you write the lyrics to Wonderwall? What does that mean? Exactly. We have an incoming message coming from the planet's surface. Seems like a bad time for a booty call. What? What? Put them on. Greetings, spaceship. You are probably experiencing technical difficulties while orbiting our planet. Yes, we are. How did you know? Because everyone experiences technical difficulties while orbiting our planet. Maybe you should put a warning sign out or something. You know, like on the window or on a stick in your front yard? We do, but the neighborhood kids sometimes tear them down. Oh, those kids will be kids. Anyway, you are probably experiencing failed wiring, decalibration, and dirty toilets, I presume. We are. I'm pretty sure the dirty toilet is Chris's fault. He had a whole medium supreme pizza last night and some tacos. N- never mind that. This sounds like it happens a lot. Any suggestions on how we might fix this? After you drink your beer? (laughs) Yes, you can beam nine of us up and we will help you. Nine? Nine is the number you recommend? Nine is the number. Then we will divide up and tackle all the tasks at the same time. With your help, of course. I'm not cleaning the toilet. Say, question. Not to be rude, but do you guys even have hands? What an odd question. Of course we have hands. Because it looks like you don't have any hands. Wow. Come to think of it, she has a point. Uh, yeah. 
You look like button mushrooms with legs in a spacesuit. I would say they look more like ink cap mushrooms. King Trumpet mushrooms, perhaps? I would say Enoki. Why do you guys know so many different mushroom types? Uh, from Netflix. Mushrooms and car documentaries. Wait, is this one documentary? They talk about cars and mushrooms in the same documentary? Why? Because they both go shroom, shroom. And they're both portabella. <laughs> you people do know that time is limited, right? And to answer your question, we just keep our hands by our sides when we are not using them. They kind of blend into our spacesuit that way. <laughs> well, he doesn't sound like a very fun guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be me aboard mostly to end the mushroom puns. <laughs> we were going to put a cap on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, there isn't much room more for this bit anyway. <laughs> Does your ship have, like, a single room we can beam into? We don't like to beam in all at once. More like every few seconds. Plus, we need to warm up a bit by running around, trying on different hats, and changing our colors randomly. I don't know what any of that means, but sure. We'll meet you there in ten minutes. Okay. Well, that was your mixtape for July. Thank you for joining us. You can listen to the entire episode of any of these shows and others at podfixnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram under the Podfix moniker and join our Facebook group, the Podfix Nation, for all sorts of fun and promos. Also featured on this channel, you can find the Florida Man Show, Podfix Archives, and the Talkie Talk Show with Podcast 42. Until next month, I'm Christopher DeVos, and stay fresh, cheese bags. listening to a podcast of the podfix network discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com make sure to catch up to the minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on twitter official underscore podfix on instagram at podfix network on facebook and make sure to subscribe to podfix presents wherever you choose to find podcasts the podfix network artist owned and loved